It's Bucky Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Weeknights at 6. Abdallah has the night off. We're talking football with you at 312-332-3776. Justin Fields won't play this weekend for the Bears in Week 18 against the Minnesota Vikings. The game is on Sunday. Uh, and we have been talking about Fields. How do you view Justin Fields through his second season in the NFL. We'll continue talking Bears football. My opinion at this point is that I like what I saw from Fields as far as progress goes. I think he started to take steps, and we are seeing things move in the right direction. He does not have enough help around him, but that's why hopefully a lot of cap space this offseason and free agency for Ryan Poles in the front office to figure out and to use. And then also in the draft, Ryan Poles is going to have to address some of these needs. There's a lot of needs on this team because we could flip it to the defensive side. This defense is one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in my life watching Bears football. There's a lot of things we need to see from this defense, and we need to see change defensively and then also offense. A lot of work, and it's probably the most important offseason in Bears history coming up for you, the Bears fans, to kind of keep note on and, and to watch and to see what takes place. And that's what's great about this show. And, and about being able to talk about this. You know we're going to talk Bears football. We do it almost every single day. And we, we love the NFL, and it's something we'll cover. So, Black and Abdallah, we'll continue talking football. And we'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. Each night around 6.50, I'm late. I owe you guys a song of the night. Here we go. Song of the night time. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume, because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Each night around 6.50, we play for you the Song of the Night. Tonight's song, Taking Back Sunday, Make Damn Sure. You've got this new head filled up with smoke. I got my veins all tangled close to the jukebox bars you frequent. The safest place to hide. Taking back Sundays, make damn sure from 2006. This is the point in time during the song of the night where Abdallah would ask me, why have we selected this song tonight? Uh, Because uh, I don't have really a good reason for it. I just feel like we've gone, we've skewed very old as of late. And I wanted something that was within the last 20 years to maybe uh, break us into the new year here. So I, I was trying to find songs that were like, Something that wouldn't be my first pick. You know, I was usually like a Blink-182 fan. I enjoyed Yellow Card. You know, Good Charlotte was kind of funny to make fun of, right? Uh, But when you look from that genre of music, like 2000s punk rock bands, I was never really into Taking Back Sunday, but their songs were good when I heard them on the radio. So, like, I don't really know a whole lot about this band. I just... 
picture this song and this band from a period of time. The early 2000s slash mid-2000s, pop, rock, punk, and like the kind of the, the slow moments where they get a little emotional, right? This is, this is where it gets slow. Pump that up, Jake. You can feel it. Because you know what happens when you have the slow part of this song. It's going to come back with some, some scream. There's always going to be screaming after you get the slow part. Taking it, taking back Sunday. If you can't ever no, you won't. volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for what dial there's there's no dial on my phone yeah it's just an experiment crank the volume because it's time for black and abdallah's song of the night yo later andrew nelson you're on espn 1000 what's up andrew hey happy new year that was a great song it reminded me of like the good charlotte days man yeah, right oh that's that what i was great. thinking yeah, I think I loved it. Uh, yeah, happy holidays. Uh, calling a comment about a few things. Uh, number one, I was a pleased Bears fan uh, this season because, to be honest, just feels really the only exciting part about it, you know, with the running backs. And uh, it's about it because our defense was just – I never even really ever probably cheered for a moment because there was nothing to cheer about. So, I mean, you know, not a lot of quarterbacks could have done what he did this year. I don't know too many quarterbacks out there that could have – made something exciting with that offensive line and those weapons. So when it comes to uh, next year, buddy, I want to ask you a question. Sure. I want to ask you, number one, with this game with the Colts and Texans, do you think the the, the Texans are going to care about it enough where they're (laughs) going to go for the win? Then number two, I want to ask, what are you, if you got the number one pick, hypothetically, yeah. what are you going to do with it? Are you going to trade down? Or are you going to keep it? Enjoy the rest of the night. Go Bears. Can't wait till next season, baby. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for the phone call. I'd say uh, knowing Lovey Smith teams, I would imagine that they'll give a decent effort. Uh, they're not good enough, but I would, I would assume that Houston's going to try and win. Uh, I, I then would also say if the Bears ended up with the number one pick, it was up to me. The gambler inside of me would love to go oppo to be alternative. And even though I've pitched to all of you that I think Justin Fields is the guy, I would love to be like, you know what? It doesn't matter because you know what the best commodity in all of football is, is having quarterbacks. So I'm taking a quarterback. I'm taking Bryce Young and the best quarterback's going to play. Fields, I think you're the guy. Bryce Young, I'm taking you number one. And if someone wants to give me whatever they want to give me, a number one uh, wide receiver plus a number one pick plus something else, a defensive player, 
Come get them. That's what I like. I would want to be like part of me feels like that's the philosophy I would take, even though I don't know if that's the best way to do it. I, I think probably the best answer to that situation would be trading back, finding someone that will give you multiple first round first round picks to then continue to build out your roster. But like I would like to gamble and be like, you know what? If I were running the Bears and I got the number one pick, I think Justin Fields is the guy. But you can never have too many great quarterbacks. So I'm going to take Bryce Young and hope that we turn into, uh, remember back in the day when Steve Young was the backup to Montana or you had Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre? That's what I would angle towards. I feel like that would be my my, uh, solution in that situation. Dylan Elgin, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dill? Teal. Teal? Yeah, Teal. 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 What's up? It, it says Dill on my screen. I said Teal. Sorry, I heard me wrong. Um, <laughs> okay, hey, uh, Teal. Chris. What's up, man? <laughs> happy uh, Happy New Year. Miss you guys. Thank you. What's going on, Teal? So I just want to say um, congrats to Abdallah for congrats. being a dad. Yes, absolutely. Congrats to the and, Abdallahs. And congrats to you to be an uncle. Thank you. That's the reason that they call me Teal because I'm a, I'm an uncle. Like yes. everybody, in the, when I go to games and I tailgate, they everybody call me Teal or uncle. So I want to say... Welcome to the club of the uncles. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Tio. So, you want to say, go Bears. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the phone call, Tio. We'll talk to you soon. That's Tio and Elgin here on ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776. All right, here we go. Mitchell in displays. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Mitchell. Hey there, uh, team uh, Gemini. Uh, first of all, congratulations. To uh, the young uh, and vibrant Capricorn that came into this life <laughs> yesterday, at, I believe at ten fourteen. Is that right, Gemini? Yes. Like that? Ten fourteen yesterday. Yes, for yeah, ten fourteen. I was right. Okay, great. Right, listen, and uh, congratulations to the whole about, uh, about you know Adam's family and his uh, extended family, and I'm sure they're all very proud of this young Capricorn who will be very ambitious, who is a uh, very responsible, practical person in this lifetime, and she'll be an inspiration to us all. Yes, um, unlike awesome. her father, right? Unlike, yeah, right, exactly. Who <laughs> actually, who actually will have a great opportunity to take this time to deconstruct Western Fury and use his analytical skills to pick out the three hits that I suggested, which I know he'll do. Okay, uh, yes, but I absolutely. Okay, you brought up a point about asking, what did you want to see in Justin Fields? You want an evaluation, right? Mm-hmm. This is what I want to bring to your attention last time we spoke. The, the whole thing with Chase Claypool... That episode that actually erupted last Sunday is a culmination of a fact that even though that he just came on board on November, those receivers are not getting the ball, Daddy O, from Justin Fields. And that guy's an alpha, okay? He sits there from November to the present and realizes that when they, there was a huge blowout against Detroit, this was all these things that were it's a culmination effect, kind of like the full moon that we're going to have tomorrow night in cancer, okay? It's a culmination effect. It was pent-up resentment. Now, he's not the only one, Daddy-O. You've got tons of people on that staff that are receivers that feel the exact same way. And you know why I know that? Because the press talks about it. Because you've got guys like Brad Biggs and Arb Arfish, and you've got guys like uh, B and uh, Dan Hampton. And regardless, too, this is what the biggest problem is. Justin Fields has displayed in one year, okay, is a pattern of events that exists like this. He could not throw downfield. These erratic throws become problematic. These erratic runs 
are a result because he can't work off a of play action. When you talk about the greatest athlete on that team, it's not Justin Fields. It's Montgomery. It's Evans. It's the running back, Stadio. Those guys have equal what I call ability to be an athlete. Justin Fields, if you want to compete, now look, Team Gemini, let's break it down this, right? You want to put him and you want to crown him as the guy in the future. Well, where does he stand today in the division? Last. Where does he stand in the conference? Last. He is basically the worst passer in the NFL right now. So the brass, okay, for those that can't do the math, that's top medicine, Daniel, and you're not at the table. And they have reservations, man. And now, here's what's happening. The greatest gift in the world is that people, unlike centennials, make decisions because it's a, there's really, honestly, Chris, I think you'll find this to be interesting. There's a, there, there's, there are eras that are different in terms of the generations. Centennials, sure. the biggest step in mind, they think Justin Fields is like what I call the GOAT. And they, they don't even understand that the word GOAT means you have to have success. Then you have Generation X and basically baby boomers who know better, and that's the line of division. So you want to call Justin Fields the GOAT for what, having the most losses? Then knock yourself out. This is how stupid they are. We are 3-13, and 13, Daddy-O. Chris, if Justin Fields Mitchell. had any ability to be a Josh McCown or a Cutler or Eric Kramer and made these games where they were like basically like, you know, they won like 60% of their games, I'd be like, okay, and all the points that you brought up, I'd be right behind you, Daddy-O. But guess what, dude? I beat you by 20 years, okay? I'm older than you are, and I've been a Bears fan. I've played quarterback, and I've studied this. And I'm telling you right now, if you have the opportunity with regards to what you just talked about in terms of the draft cast, you go after that quarterback. Justin Fields is not going to be in the league in the next two years. Why? He just can't throw. He can't throw. And by the way, he's going to be in the league, Mitchell. Come on. No, you you can point out the stats from this season. Gemini, listen, talk around the campfire, okay? Okay. They're going to know that Justin Fields has one, he's a one dimensional guy. Now, people say to me, and they bring up these comps about Ohio State. Yeah, he had the most fumbles at Ohio State. He was the most sacked quarterback at Ohio State. And by the way, folks, the college game is dramatically slower. The NFL's tempo, the biggest reason why I feel this way, has nothing to do if I like him or if that's a moot point. I mean, I don't know Justin Fields. He's probably a really nice guy, but that's not relevant. That's not germane to the, the, the conversation we're talking about, Gemini. It's the fact that he has to execute play action, which he cannot. He cannot activate the two-minute drill when it matters the most. He has Daniel. nothing around him, though. It doesn't matter. You could have it, the it great, kind of matters. No, he cannot. Listen, you have your all-star. You tell, you pick out whatever you want in terms of all-star receivers or the greatest offensive line. Justin Fields in a, in a, in a, in a, a traditional, what I call, drop back, you know, six or seven step. Whatever. He does not release that ball in two seconds. He holds on to that ball. Any stud receiver is going to be frustrated and has nothing to do with it. I'm telling you right now, you know, the NFL is not the CFL. The, the, the receivers that we have, and I'll tell you what, it's a really, I'm very ashamed about how the media has treated the current Bears receivers. You can make them out like they're like they're, they should be playing in the USFL or they're XFL. They're terrible. I'll make no, them yeah, out to be what? terrible. They're, they're in the NFL for a reason, Chris. Yeah, and but Mitchell, the, the number one attribute to uh, EQ St. Brown is that he's a, a run blocker as a wide yeah, receiver. Well, okay, what are we doing what? here? Well, okay, well, he has a Nikhil Harry? Come well. on. Yeah, but look at his brother on the other side of Detroit. Yeah. He's fantastic. His brother so was a stud at SC. 
Look, you, you, you don't understand. You, you have to look. You have to realize this, Chris. Just do the logic and work it backwards. If Justin Fields had what I call was in the top ten receivers, I'm, top, I'm sorry, passers, for having what I call yardage, and he had what I call he wasn't like thirty second rated as a passer, I would then give you some credit. You cannot expect to basically have all these athletes by rushing and beating Bobby Douglas's what I call record. It just doesn't work. I've seen enough from Justin Fields to know that he can't throw. And that's why you see he can't execute play action. He can't throw a simple screen class. That, that these are fundamentals. These are layups in the game. And if you surround him to your point, Gemini that he has at least all-star talent, it's right. going to be even that much worse. All right, we'll, we'll find out. Data. And that's your bottom line. And, that, and that's it. And that, Chris, yep. I, wish I, listen, I appreciate you, okay? <laughs> appreciate I think you you're a really too. smart guy. And you know what? That is the bottom <laughs> line. Yes. Thank you, Mitchell. All right, take care. Have a good one. Whatever. Mitchell displays. I kind of want Mitchell to call you Theo instead of daddy well, Jake, maybe one day. That's when life will be complete for me. We get a Theo from Mitchell. Yeah, we will uh, get Chauncey's football picks next. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. To Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Instagram at Adam Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Abdallah has the night off. We're talking football with you here on ESPN 1000 at 312-332-3776. We've been talking about Justin Fields and the Bears as they head into week 18 of the NFL season. And we take football very seriously here on the show. So seriously that we talk to Chauncey each week to get his football picks. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdallah. Chauncey's Picks here on Black and Abdallah every Thursday night. And you can listen to Chauncey's Great Outdoors 6 to 7 a.m. Saturday mornings right here on ESPN 1000. And a special shout out to Chauncey. Celebrating 25 years here at ESPN 1000. Congrats, Chauncey. Thank you very much. A lot of people I don't think quite understand that 25 years of a radio show on one station. It's a long is, time. It's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> and, and very well deserved uh, for all the uh, saluting to you uh, for 25 years. That's outstanding. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, it's... It's the staff around me. It's, it's everybody at ESPN. It's, it's the people that have been my producers, my board operators, the people who have made me sound good on the air and have also kept me in line. <laughs> I was there with you for a couple of uh, Saturday mornings, just, just a few. 
He was there for a lot of feuds. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I definitely know. I remember waking up for them. All right, Chauncey, yeah. each week uh, you give us your football picks here on the show. Now, I, I do want to bring something to your attention. Uh, yeah. You're 23-20 and 20 on air to this point this season, picking games. Right. You sent us two games last week, and you got both games right, so your record is 25-20. and 20. But there okay. is a certain someone who's the other part of this show – the non-Chris Black part of this show that is suggesting that you sent those picks after the games were well uh, started and we saw what was going on in them. And a certain somebody is protesting this uh, last week's games that you selected. What do you think of that? We're talking about a gentleman who <laughs> doesn't even understand what a pair of hiking boots look like let alone any critter in the great outdoors. And my picks were done. It's just that I didn't <laughs> send them. I didn't push the send button because it was like, we're not doing the show this week. Oh, okay. I was like, well, then let me send it. I, I thought about it that morning, and I said, ah, I didn't say it. I, you know. send, them, send them away. All right, <laughs> you know, so I've got you down 25 and 20, even though Abdallah's yeah. protesting. You know, well, what do you expect for a new father, you know? He needs sleep. He doesn't sleep. even know what's going on. That's what he needs. He's going to have to calm down. He's going to have to realize he is now a daddy, which means he's going to have to take a big chill pill for himself <laughs> and not be the normal screaming, banting, temper tantrum person that he is. <laughs> I hope he's listening right now. I know. That's he's fantastic. Listening he's a, I could hear him screaming. Yeah. Uh, all <laughs> right, Chauncey. Week 18. Here we go. Ravens okay. and Bengals. Congratulations. That. Congratulations to him, but also... Uh, you have to tell your friend Mitchell. Yes. He needs to go fishing. He needs to come out <laughs> too, you know. I'll pass it along. I'm sure Mitchell yeah. is still listening too. So if you yeah. want if you want Mitchell to come out with you and uh to spank some salmon out on the, the big lake, mm -hmm. uh I'm sure he would uh he would like the invite. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna take Waddle out there, we're gonna spank a little salmon under them little pectoral fins, and we're gonna have a good time next spring. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, the picks. Yes, Ravens Bengals, first pick. Um, you know, this is an interesting, because, you know, you always heard me talk about for uh, weeks, 18 weeks, about how smart a Raven is. Yes. And, you know, the Bengals, I didn't pick the Bengals all the time because of their, you know, whatever, who they were playing against, their size. Uh, you know, and I just, you know, I kind of looked at these two again, and, you know, the Ravens got kicked around a little bit, but they're still a good, you know, bird to, you know, go into a competition with. I really believe the Bengals, though, are going to have a little bit more going on this game because they are several hundred pounds compared to a seven-pound bird. Sure. They are able to jump, so the, the, the Ravens aren't going to come off the line very quickly and go high. It ain't going to happen. And so I'm going to have to go with the Bengals on this. All right, Bengals, uh, the pick there. Next matchup, Rams and Seahawks. Who would win in this matchup, Rams and Seahawks? Well... I, I think, you know, once again, the Rams I've talked about over the time, very, you know, they're very good at running along the line just because they run up and down mountains that nobody should ever figure out how they can walk up them. And they, they're they very, you know, strong animal. Uh, on the line, they got those skulls that are super hard, and, you know, they could do a lot of damage to the players on the line and breaking through and getting, you know, trying to score that way. But then you look at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are, they're, 
you know, larger wing bird. They're able to pick up a lot faster off the line. Uh, I, I think if they get into a, a throwing ball game, the Seahawks are going to wind up beating the Bengals. Okay, uh, so Seahawks I mean, the Bengals, over Rams. The, uh, yeah, okay. The Rams. They're going to beat right. the, the Rams. Seahawks pick. Got it there. So those are the two NFL games. Now, Chauncey, we have a bonus pick for Monday night. The national okay. championship game, the TCU Horn Frogs and the Georgia Bulldogs. So Bulldogs and Horn Frogs facing off for the national championship mm. on Monday night. Both excellent, you know, groups of individuals. Now, here's what we go through. You know, a Bulldog is made of pure muscle. They are, they are just, they're, they're short, they're stocky, they're face. I mean, they're called Bulldogs is because they were used to, uh, you know, go tra- corral steers and bulls, and they would grab them by the nose. And the, the, when they would do that, the, the steer would just shake its head, and bulldog didn't let go, so the term bulldog came into effect. Uh, so the, the bulldogs are, you know, really, I think they got some good stuff. But then you look at the, I hate to say this, and I you know, how come a school in Texas can't call their mascot exactly what it is? It's a lizard. It's not a frog. <laughs> I mean, and when you're, when the, the frog is only, you know, the frog, when the lizard's only claim to fame is that when you pick it up and grab it, like I know bulldogs are going to pick it up and grab it. Sure. Their ability to squirt blood out of their nasal cavity in their eye at their predator I mean, it doesn't leave a whole lot in my mind fighting up against the bulldog. Whoa! So a uh, horn frog can do that? Yeah, yeah. They basically, uh, out of the corner of their eye, they're able to squirt their blood out of it at a somebody that's trying to eat them, just to take them off center and go. They kind of freak them out. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. So when you say so, you're going to go with bulldog for the pick, yeah. right? I'm going with bulldog. All right, for bulldog for the pick. Uh, but when you look at the horned frog, so like when when you like why why are they a, a horned lizard? Is it because of defense mechanism, or why 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 is the animal the way it is? Yeah, they're they're just trying to they're trying to look mean and ugly, and they are ugly. to fight off predators. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's you know a horn uh, a horn lizard uh, a Texas horn lizard. I'm not going to call him a, a toad <laughs> for our friends at was it Texas Christian University? Yeah, yeah, TCU. Yeah, quit lying, guys. <laughs> but uh, you know when you look at the Texas horn lizard, you know they they are you know they're really they, they just try to scare their critter that's going to eat them. And you know you you could do that. And uh, like I said, you know the the behavior of the tracking predators when they somebody grabs a hold of them they close their eyes and the eyelids appear to inflate and then they squirt they squirt blood squirt a little bit of blood out of their sinus cavities that are in their eye towards the predator i mean it's just it's kind of like the whoever's going to try to eat them goes what the heck is this you know Oh, we learned something every time we talk to you with your football picks, Chauncey. Uh, Saturday morning, we'll be listening at 6 a.m. What should we expect? Um, we actually, remember earlier in the week, they uh, rescued a bald eagle, an immature yes. bald eagle. from uh, In Waukegan, Waukegan, right? Yeah, well, unfortunately, the eagle didn't make it. It passed today. Oh. And the thing is, it didn't pass, they don't think, from because uh, they haven't done all the blood work yet. Uh, 
pass from being, you know, hypothermic, cold, wet. Uh, when you put out rodent, you know, killer, you know, I don't want to say any manufacturer's name, but sure, when you're sure, putting out right. bait to kill rats and mice and stuff, and they go out and die, most predators, birds, birds of prey, are opportunistic feeders. So if this young eagle, who wasn't good at hunting yet probably, found a rat up in the area, ate it, he ingested the chemical that was used to kill the rat, which is nothing more than a blood thinner. Hmm. And when that happens, that blood thinner is transferred to the eagle, and then the eagle loses tremendous amounts of the red blood cells, et cetera, et cetera, becomes uh, thinner, becomes weaker, et cetera, and then and wind up dying. It's the same thing with why uh, hunters should, and I know this will start a big argument, but uh, instead of using lead BBs, they should really use steel BB shot shells because even if one lead pellet is ingested by an owl or a falcon, or a hawk, they could die from the lead poisoning. Hmm. Where they won't from steel, it'll pass through them. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. This so that's educational. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be a good show on, on Saturday. Uh, congrats and, and, in 25 years, Chauncey. Well, thank you very much. And like I said, if it wasn't for you and uh, the uh, new daddy, who I'll be nice to now because, you know, he's <laughs> never going to see what sleep is again. Hey, he could start doing my show again because yeah. he'll be up. He'll be up. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it was very, I was honored by everybody coming to the little to-do we had upstairs in the uh, station. And once again, uh, to everybody who's been at ESPN over the 25 years and has helped me, I want to just say thank you, thank you, thank you. You're the best, Chauncey. Thank you. Oh, all right, buddy. Take care. All right, we'll talk to you later. There's Chauncey. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle. And knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdallah. We'll be back. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Robin Plainfield, you're on with Chris Black here in Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rob? Hey, what's going on, Black? Not too much, man. Hey, I got a couple things for you. Yeah. Um, first, from one Gemini to another. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I thought Mitch was going to start reading, reading tarot cards or something right after that. <laughs> he might <laughs> one day. I'm waiting yeah. for it. Um, two things. The uh, first is, what is going on with Michigan? You see what SI just released? I, saw that. I also saw uh, Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic reported that Michigan football will be under NCAA investigation and expects to receive a notice of allegations on Friday. Sources tell The oh, wow. Athletic... Uh, she also says the source says it's relatively minor infractions. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I'm not sure what we'll find out tomorrow. And I wonder if some of that has to do with the news from earlier in the week that Jim Harbaugh was, like, having conversations admit, yeah. with Carolina and Denver yep. on their head coaching position. But he released uh, – Michigan football released a graphic 
this afternoon. Jim Harbaugh expects to be back next season. They released mm-hmm. they released that today. So I don't know what's going I think on. They, there. I think the alumni is telling him there, the boosters, uh, hey, don't mess up our recruits. Uh, just stay cool until we get through this. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I weren't, here's weren't what you I was out there for Christmas, like in Detroit area. Uh, Shea Norling was. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I stay. I stay in the Chicago land area. I, I would say this though: gotcha. if it's minor infractions, I don't think it's a big deal at all. Okay. Now, yeah, if yeah. it's if it's something serious, then yeah, maybe that would indicate why he would want to jump to the NFL. But if it's just minor infractions in today's NIL world, like I I don't know what they could be, and we'll find out. Um, but you said tomorrow we'll find out. Yeah, right? that's what Nicole Auerbach from the Athletic is reporting tonight that. Okay. Uh, that the Michigan football program is under investigation. They expect to receive a notice of allegations on Friday. So, in but the source says they're rel- relatively minor infractions. So we'll find out what the investigation is about. Be a level one or something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he, he's done great work with the Michigan football program. I, I've been surprised, okay. you know, covering uh, Michigan football with the Chicago's College Tailgate. I'm I'm surprised at the way. They they finished out last year. They beat Ohio State, mm-hmm. and the fact that they bounced back this season with the same uh, Big Ten season, and yeah, they they lose to TCU, but you got to the playoff in back to back years when oh, you exactly. weren't expected to. That's a it's, good season. It's very that's impressive by uh, Michigan football. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, second thing, all right, I got an idea. Since you know, ESPN's now the home of the Bears going forward next year, correct? Uh, yes, starting so, next season. Yep. Yes, I have a great idea for Chauncey. You should take some of the players out fishing and get that on ABC7 and <laughs> maybe uh, Twitch it or something. I think that'd be great. That would be awesome. That would be excellent. Yeah, that'd be great content. Oh, yeah. It would make it, it'd be like first 25th, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Cool, cool. Good idea, Rob. All right. Well, you have a good night. And, uh, yeah, always enjoy listening to you guys. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for calling. All right. Take care. Thanks, man. We go to Mark and Barrington. Mark, do you know more about this Michigan situation? Yeah, it's got more to do with 2020 during the COVID situation. And the report tomorrow is going to come out and say that Michigan was doing Zoom meetings with players and recruits during a dead period. And so that's going to be one of the violations that came out. And really what they're going to hamper on is that is a minor violation, but they're upset with Jim Harbaugh's response to the situation. And he was pretty aggressive with his um pleasure with them coming at them during a COVID situation when we all know how the NCAA acts and works and everything that goes on and he is upset that they're going to get in trouble for something like this when there's a lot of other stuff that goes on. Got it. I'm seeing here from Nicole Auerbach's piece, three sources uh, with knowledge of the investigation confirmed it was self-reported violations from the school involving uh, coaching players on the field and then other off the field things. So that's what yeah, I'm the Zoom here. meetings off the field. Yeah, yeah, the Zoom meetings off the field and when you couldn't have you couldn't be with players and stuff like that it was with recruits right. and then they got reported by a rival school. Ah, who cares? No, exactly. That's minor <laughs> compared to yeah, that's right. minor compared to what goes on at yeah. other universities. Well we've seen in the past in these situations. Yeah, good point, Mark. Thanks for the, the heads up. All right, see you bye. Thanks. Have a good night. We go to Dave in Bolingbrook. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dave? Hey, uh, happy New Year to you. Happy hey, New Year. I, I don't agree with you. I mean, oh. you, you you say these rules, and then, then we have rules, 
and then you say, well, well, we're just like, it's a gray line. You're going over and under this line. What you know, rules? This, there's rules. There's rules to mean, all these sports. Oh, uh, okay. For the violations I, that I, Michigan I, uh, apparently broke? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, there oh, are rules. Oh, come on, Dave. Rules are there's meant to no be broken. There's no gray line. There's no gray line where you, like, sometimes oh, there is. Well, I, I, I can't recruit this guy or this Dave, do you that. drive the speed limit at all times? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, of I, course I you don't. You. you go a little bit faster, right? Okay, but does that, I mean, again, we're talking about a, another uh, variable here. We're, we're well, talking what's the about variable? That. The speed limit's the speed limit. No, you, you're you are you're in a, a, a college situation, and you're fo- supposed to follow the rules. Okay, the rules here, here. scenario like- for you, Dave. Ready? You're in a college town driving a car, and you come to a stop sign. Do you roll your stop, or do you complete stop that thing? Stop it, and then do you stay to the speed limit? You're in a college town. Remind that. What do you do? No, I, I don't understand even what you're saying, Chris, because it doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean, if you're, I mean, if the rules are that you can't pay anybody over a million dollars, and we find out you're paying his cousin a uh, million dollars plus him, I mean, is that correct? Well, I don't think that's what the investigation's about. The athletic no, is just I, saying I this is that. just they violated some rules that were like practicing too much and contacting recruits which every school does what do you do you, uh, chris is it, you have a law or a rule and you step over it all the time is that correct when i drive no i don't recruit NCAA double I'm, not, I'm not i'm mean, not a recruiter if you have a rule i would imagine most schools are breaking most don't... rules in recruiting so is that okay yeah if everyone's doing it, what does it matter? <laughs> because it's the rule. But it doesn't change I mean, the product. <laughs> it does not affect my enjoyment but, of college football on Saturdays one bit. That's why That's why Alabama and freaking Clemson, Ohio State, and them are always on in the freaking playoffs. Let's play the by the rules. Well, the, how did TCU get there then? How did all those transfers just magically oh, get to the roster? God. What was that, Chris, Thir- 13 transfers anybody, on defense? Chris, do you think anybody had any – you think anybody thought that TCU was going to beat Michigan? That was the biggest choke job of the year. No, but but the, my point is, how did TCU get all the recruits? What recruits? How, how did they get well, to the game, to the they, national they, championship they, game? It, it, it's, it's fair in the playground because – any school could pay. I mean, if they want to pay for a player, they're yeah, going to pay so for it. So what does it matter? It's going to go, you're going to see college players making multi-millions of dollars a year now because these, these it, 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 it's going to turn out and show these, these these colleges were paying like big bucks for these players. It wasn't legit, but they're, they're going to pay. If you have a, a stud quarterback, they're going to pay – I mean, it's going to be a bidding war. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how it how it's how it's a problem. Why is it not a problem? Well, why does it affect the college football game? 
Well, I mean, we, we, we're on a fair playing ground. I'm, uh, They're all at, doing it. Uh, That's fair. Well, I'm at NC State, and there's a uh, quarterback in North Carolina. That is yeah, like the, the NC State quarterback world, left. And I can't even touch him? Yeah, the NC State quarterback did leave. Correct. I, I, mean, I don't understand their logic, Craig. Or Chris. I really don't. I mean, it, it, we want a fair playing ground, and it's all about money. You got the most money, you win. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Tomorrow night, we'll be back at 6 with a Friday night here on Black and Abdallah. All calls welcome Friday night calls. Six day tomorrow night right here on ESPN 1000. Thank you to Jay Cantu and to Kendra Smith for producing tonight's show. We like to play a game called Good Question here on the show. When hosts at ESPN 1000 ask a question to a guest and they say good or great question, we score a point. This is the new season, 2023. Let's get to it. Good question. Here we go. Let me finish talking. You ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. Don't interrupt me, okay? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? How could you ask me a question like that? Right? I'm on Burgundy? Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? Here we go, this week's edition of Good Question. What's Tevin Jenkins' deal? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question because... Boom, one. Yurko, he's on the board. How about that? 2023. Now, Tom Waddle has one good question in four consecutive years. Uh, but Yurko on the board here on Black and Abdallah. Congrats to Yurko. I think and also, that changes this year. You, you yeah. think Waddle's going yeah. down? I think he goes down this year. Well, well, we'll see. And that's why people keep coming back to Black and Abdallah weeknight 6 to 8 to find out who will win. Good question. Uh, also, congrats to the Abdallahs. If you missed the news from yesterday, their baby, Layla Ryland Abdallah, was born at 10.14 a.m., six pounds, zero ounces, uh, mama, baby, everyone doing great, daddy, Mr. Abdallah, Adam, looking great yesterday. And then also, if you are watching the Bulls game last night, did you hear this? Speaking of Layla, a congratulations to our good friend, one of my close buddies, Adam Abdallah, over at ESPN 1000. As he and his wife Whitney welcomed in their first child named Layla. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations to uh, years, one, of, one of my close friends, Adam Abdallah. Does a fabulous job. He and Chris Black and all the great people at ESPN 1000. We, uh, we love you, Adam and Whit. We uh, wish you the best. And to little Layla as well. So, shout out to Adam Amin and Stacey King last night on the Bulls broadcast, giving a shout out to the Abdallahs. So, uh, that's why Abdallah was not here tonight. He won't be here for a couple of weeks, and then he'll be back here on Black and Abdallah. If you didn't get in tonight, uh, Esteban, I see you in Texas. James on the south side. We'll take calls tomorrow night, 6 to 8. All calls welcome on Black and Abdallah. We'll talk to you then. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.